that you can live outside God. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. So when the knowledge of God is coming, what is it coming for? It's coming to attack that other knowledge. It's coming to douse it down. It's coming to uh, make you no longer be an ignorer of God. And so in so doing, you are making peace with God. Praise the name of the Lord. You are making peace with God in so doing that. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. So in verse 18 says, The eyes of your understanding being, watch that word, being, it doesn't happen in one, one day. Is a continuous terminology, a continuous stance that continuously happens in our hearts and in our minds. It's a continuous thing. Amen. Like I told you, as the knowledge of him is coming, it does. you may not comprehend all that is being said right there and then. Don't, don't, don't shrink back because of that. No. The intention is that stay in the light. Let the thing begin to work on you over time. Let it begin to work on you per time. Let it begin to eradicate those dark places in our souls. The psalmist says, enlighten my darkness, O God. Not so. So if David, David had darkness, though he was a king, a king, a man after God's own heart. Am I communicating? So we all have darknesses, meaning places that we don't fully comprehend. We, we all have places in our souls that we don't fully apprehend what God demands of us. We don't have, we don't have, we have we all have understandings that don't give pleasure to God. Am I communicating? Praise the name of the Lord. Uh, I'm going to use one man as an example in the, uh, from the scripture, Paul himself, who was writing this thing. Paul had another knowledge before Damascus. He was on the road to Damascus. They enlightened him with a new knowledge. They began to open him to a new knowledge. But was Paul a dumb man before? No, Paul was one of the, one of the when you want to calculate his wisdom, he was a lawyer. Then he was a Pharisee. Not only that, he was a Roman citizen. Paul was a learned man. And out of that knowledge, he had zeal. There's something knowledge does to you. It gives you zeal. For example, if you believe that what you are doing is right, the passion by which you will do it will be so strong. And But if that belief is wrong, oh, this is what Jesus began to say, teach these things in Matthew. He says that if, the eye, if your eye is, is darkened, say, how great... Is that darkness? It means if what drives you is darkened, if what drives your passion is darkened, how great is that darkness? It means everything you begin to do is wrong. That was what Paul was doing in the stance that he was right. Paul thought he was doing righteousness by killing Christians. Paul thought he was doing God a favor by persecuting the church. And he was right. There's no way anybody who will sit down with him and talk to him, he, will, he may convince you. Because of the knowledge, the passion and the knowledge that was backing up what he was doing. Yet it was wrong. Yet he had darkened understanding. Yet the, the eyes of his heart was dark. Until light came in Damascus to begin to recorrect his knowledge. Because once the knowledge is like the foundation of what drives your passion... Amen. What you know is what you believe. From there, you begin to pick righteousness from your knowledge. Am I communicating somebody? I say you begin to pick what is right from what you know. It's based on what you know. You begin to determine the course of the action of your life. 
So if the knowledge that is in you is darkness, that's what Jesus was saying. How great is that darkness? Because everything that will begin to come out of that knowledge will be darkness. And you will call it righteousness. Amen. So this is why Paul was seeing them. It's after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love unto all the saints, then he began to go on his knees. When a man is going on his knees, on his knees you know, this is, he saw it, it's like, this is too important. He loved them. He actually loved them. And he wanted them, he loved them, and he wanted them to now use that zeal. Am I communicating? When you see a man, he says, and he saw love unto all the saints. What is love? There's passion behind it. There's zeal behind it. Paul saw the passion of the efficient church. Amen. Paul saw the zeal of the efficient church. And he wanted that zeal to be rerouted to the right place. He wanted that zeal to be done, used for righteousness. He wanted to reconnect that zeal back to the pleasure of God. And so he began to go on his knees and intercede for them. That God, that God... Uh, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, that the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, semicolon, that you may know. So it means that before this, you did not know the hope of your calling. I don't know if I'm communicating. I know many people will be like, well, what do you mean by that? That also all these things I've been pushing, I've been a Christian since. Please, it's just the truth. I don't know how else to. <laughs> I don't know if somebody can help me put it in a nicer way. I don't know how else to say it. But until the eyes of your understanding is enlightened, you will not know the true hope of your calling. You would think Christianity is about maybe the abundance. God help me, bless my bread, bless this, bless that. Or you may think, okay, and then maybe we'll make heaven after. You know, all that is all good and well. Praise the name of the Lord. But this one, we call it the hope of your calling. The hope of your calling is beyond just heaven, per se, making heaven. The hope of your calling is uh, beyond just prospering on the earth. The hope of your calling is inheriting a being called eternal life. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Uh, And there's a secret, there's a reason why it is tied to knowledge. Amen. There's a a reason why it's tied to knowledge. You know, the Bible says, the Bible says uh, that this is the promise that he has promised us. What is that? Even eternal life. Amen? They say this is the promise that he has promised us. Even what? Even eternal life. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Uh, Let's see a couple more scriptures. Let's go to John chapter 17. Uh, John chapter 17. And I'll read uh, from verse 1 to 3. John chapter 17, from 1 to 3. Um, The Bible says, This word speak Jesus. And lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour is come, glorify thy son, that thy son also may glorify thee, as thou hast given him power over all flesh, that he should give eternal life to as many as thou hast given him. Right? And then verse 3, in our definition, it said, This is eternal life. You know, when you go to school, you go to class. The first thing they'll do is define this is biology, this is chemistry. They begin to define your course subject. Here they are defining for us. It says, 
He'll see he's saying here, he says, This is eternal life. What is it? That ye might know. Are you seeing knowledge again? No, no. So why was Paul praying? Paul was praying in Ephesians chapter 1 for knowledge. Amen. Spirit of wisdom or revelation in the knowledge of him. For knowledge, for knowledge. You see it here again. And this is life eternal, that ye might know the only true God and Jesus Christ, whom thou hast sent. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Uh, So what is eternal life? Knowledge of him. Yes. Amen. So we will now need that spirit of wisdom and understanding to begin the comprehension of knowing him. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. You will need the spirit of wisdom and understanding to begin the process of comprehension of what? Of knowing him. Because that process will lead you to a place, a landing, a landing spot called eternal life. Uh, let's see one more scripture. First uh, John. First John chapter 5. First John chapter 5, uh, verse uh, 20, from verse 20, I'll be reading. Uh, the Bible says, And we know that the Son of God is come and hath given us an understanding that we may know him that is true, and we are in him that is true, even in his Son, Jesus Christ. This is the true God and eternal life. Amen. So he is, you see, he's that person. So it's the knowledge of him. This is the true God and eternal life. So that is, you know, when is until, when you begin to break into all this, we need to break into revelations. Amen. When the eyes of your understanding is becoming enlightened, that you now begin to see the true hope. And what is that true hope, people? Eternal life. And this life is where? In his son. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Are we blessed in the house? Amen. I'm just uh, laying groundwork for Pastor Thompson to come up and minister to us. But without understanding, without, this is a prayer that we ought to pray. And I, I believe we'll pray this prayer uh, very, uh, just in a few minutes. Uh, and then Pastor Thompson will come and teach us. Uh, amen. Because this is too important. Because you can be here if you don't have understanding. Amen. If the spirit of wisdom and understanding is not upon you, um, the the ministrations may not have as much impact as it should, it should have. Amen. Uh, praise the name of the Lord. Do you know that two, two different kinds of people can leave this place? One person, you would interview the person, and the person will say, wow, Believer's Convention was wow. It was awesome. It was awesome. It was beautiful. It was wonderful. It was glorious. It was the best. I can't even imagine. I still need to take time to eat all the food. And then the second person, you can interview the person and ask him, how was Believer's Convention? So those people, they're just talking, 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 talking English, too many English. Are you saying two people, two different, in, ex, ex, two different experiences? But what's the difference? Understanding. The spirit of wisdom and understanding. Amen. We need to key into this thing. Praise the name of the Lord. To receive as much as we can receive in this season. Uh, because these blessings that God is blessing us with. Amen. Uh, and I remember, uh, so last night I, I led this prayer and I don't know why the Lord led me in that prayer, but I, you see the message that came last night from Daddy. 
you need spirit of <laughs> spirit of wisdom and understanding to begin to eat that meat. Amen. So we still need that spirit because the message is still there. Thank God the message is there. Is you can always go back and go and eat it. Amen. It's been recorded. It has come out. It has been ministered. We will publish the messages. It's already out there. So we just need the spirit. If you didn't, if you didn't get the message, what is missing? You need the key. Where is the spirit of wisdom and understanding in the knowledge of him? You will now go back to such a message and you'll be like, wow, this is how it happened for many of us. We didn't comprehend initially, but over time, we'll go back and say, wow, so that is what daddy was saying then. Wow, that's how it happens. That's what the understanding does for you. I want us to just read a little bit more in that Ephesians chapter 1, and then we'll pray. Amen. Going in verse 18, it says, The eyes of your understanding being enlightened. I'll start from verse 17 again. Uh, it says that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened, continuous, that you may know what is the hope of his calling and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the sense and what is the exceeding greatness of his power. This thing comes inside this knowledge. Amen. What is the exceeding greatness of his power? I know many of us, we know this scripture from Romans chapter 1, verse 16 and 17 says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God. So knowledge is power. Because what is inside, what, is, what they are speaking in the gospel is the knowledge of Christ. The knowledge of the Son of God. Am I communicating? Uh, amen. Let's go there quickly. Romans chapter 1. Let's go there quickly. Romans chapter 1, verse 16. I forgot to appreciate all my brothers to here, Pastor Jeff, Pastor Bukumi, Pastor Femi. Pastor Femi is my right-hand man here in Edmonton. Amen. Uh, God bless you all. Pastor Jeff, I call him my senior brother. Amen. Pastor Jeff, is, uh, God has blessed him so much. Amen. Uh, he has actually been helping my life, right? Not just from even in Canada, back in Nigeria. You know, uh, I'll share those stories for another day. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. I love you so much, sir. God bless you. And all our wives, God bless you. Uh, where, uh, Sister Gbemi, Sister Joy, uh, Sister uh, Sister S.A., uh, Sister Tovia, God bless you all so much. Amen. Uh, for helping us. Praise the name of the Lord. Are we blessed in the house today? Amen. Uh, so Romans, where was I? Romans chapter 1, verse 16, it says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation, to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first, and also to the Greek. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. Not so. Righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. So it's clear that inside that gospel, that which is called the power of God is, is something, is a knowledge that leads to righteousness. Amen. The knowledge that leads, leads to righteousness. It's a what? It's a knowledge that leads to righteousness. So knowledge is power somewhere. The Bible says, for the man, a man of knowledge excelleth in strength. Praise the name of the Lord. So as knowledge is coming, as Ephesians chapter 1, and we'll begin to pray. We're going to pray shortly. Uh, as Ephesians chapter 1, let's go back there quickly. Amen. Uh, amen. It says then that 
So I was reading verse 19 of Ephesians chapter 1. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us world who believe, according to the working of his mighty power, which he wrought in Christ. He now began to give the example of this kind of power. He wrought it in Christ. When he raised him from the dead and set him at Raised, meaning he raised him. He's talking about Johnny, actually. It's all symbolizing the, where we came from the dust. Amen. From death. Raising us from death. Or as daddy was teaching uh, First Corinthians, Corinthians chapter 12, child, and then 13, a man. Amen. Am I communicating? So he's raising. And actually chapter 12 was baby and child. Am I communicating? So the same way he was showing the example of this raising, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead. And that's the same, same work that God is doing in each and every one of us, that he's rewarding in us, raising us from the dead, from babyhood to being a child, and then by the mercies of God to being men. Praise the name of the Lord. Uh, can we begin to pray just one minute for that the spirit of wisdom and revelation will rest upon us more in this house. In the name of Jesus, understanding will come upon us more. I said today, today we will understand. Today we will comprehend. Spirit of wisdom and understanding upon each and every one of us in the knowledge of Him. Spirit of wisdom, rest upon us. Spirit of understanding, rest upon us. In the mighty name of Jesus, we will comprehend from this moment forward. I say we will understand, we'll begin to comprehend, we'll begin to understand, we'll begin to comprehend. Light will shine, 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 light will shine. As the words of God are dropping, it will drop upon fertile ground. As the words of God are dropping, it will drop upon good soil. As the words of God are dropping, it will drop upon good soil. We will be receivers. We will be receivers and we'll be blessed. Oh, Mahasa Pekelika Vataliha. Ele Preketuzo Vadihana Bahisha. Melika Tavadiha. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen.